0: hey y'all it's janice here aka j nice on the mic and this is dirty diversity a podcast on all things diversity equity and inclusion this podcast is called dirty diversity because in this day and age diversity has become sort of a dirty or bad word that causes a lot of knee-jerk and negative reactions The goal of this podcast is to dissect diversity, or lack thereof, inside and outside of companies, and also to discuss current events around equity and inclusion, as well as discussing solutions for creating a more cohesive world and workplace. My name is Janice, AKA Jay Nice on the mic. (laughs) That was and still is my moniker on YouTube. Some of you may know I started a YouTube channel almost 10 years ago to discuss topics around race and black identity and it seemed to really resonate with my audience. I'm also a TEDx speaker, a professor, a diversity and inclusion consultant and a writer with a PhD in organizational psychology. Welcome to Dirty Diversity and thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to have you here with me.
1: Hey y'all, Jay Nice on the mic. Back with another episode of the Dirty Diversity Podcast. I'm so excited to share with you all. Some of y'all who follow me on social media, on Instagram and LinkedIn in particular, already know this. But for my podcast fam who doesn't follow me on social media, which sidebar, you should be following me. um, So all my info to connect is in the show notes. But I am coming out with the second book, which I mentioned um, a few podcast episodes ago. But the great, amazing news is that the book is now available for pre order on Amazon. So I am going to be coming out with an ebook and paperback version of my second book called The Pink Elephant A Practical Guide to Creating an Anti Racist Organization and um i'm also um unlike with my first book dirty diversity um where i came out came out with all three versions at one time the um paperback ebook and the audiobook i do plan on coming out with the audiobook version but this book was just i poured my heart and soul into this book and It took a lot of time and effort, so I wasn't able to um, record the audiobook version, but it'll be dropping soon. My goal is to record it um, and have it ready for you to uh, purchase for people as a Christmas gift, for those of you who celebrate Christmas, um, or for those of you who plan to be exchanging gifts this holiday. Um, so I, that's my goal, and that's, my, um, that's the plan. But so this episode of today's podcast is really going to focus on the book, what you can expect from the book. And for those of you who um, are interested in pre-ordering, there is a link in the show notes to pre-order. If you don't have Kindle, um, which is just Amazon's ebook service, you can download Kindle uh, for free on your computer, your laptop, your tablet, or your phone. I actually have the Kindle app on and this is not a sponsored post or a sponsored episode but I have the Kindle app on my phone and on my computer. Um I don't actually use it that much because I'm not um I'm not a I do like when it comes to teaching and stuff. I have like tons of ebooks. So I do actually peruse ebooks a lot for like teaching and stuff. Um, but I actually prefer hard uh copy books, so, and I'm a huge, huge audible fan, so I want my book to be available in multiple formats for those of you who are like me and you like versatility when it comes to your books so um my first book was a really, really like practical sort of um guide. For It was written for three audiences in mind, uh, leadership within organizations, employees, and DEI practitioners. And my second book, The Pink Elephant, is really, um, it's written for anybody that works, to be honest. Um, Anybody who leads a company, who works in a company, who's hoping to understand how to become an anti-racist in the workplace, this is really uh, the book for you. So, um, I want to share the chapters with you of the pink elephant. I'm not going to reveal why it's called the pink elephant, but those of you who are my OG, um, OG, um, what what is the word I want to use? My OG people. Um, I hate the word fans. I think we're all fans of each other. I hate the word followers, um, supporters. That's a better word. So those of you who are my OG supporters, um, have may have heard or seen me write about the pink elephant. I know I've used the term at least at least two or three, maybe even four times in my writing. I write about it a lot. Um, but so, you know, I write about the pink elephant, and in the book I explain why I titled the book The Pink Elephant. But, so some things that you can expect in the book, and again, I really, really poured my heart and soul out into this book. It was a little, um, not a little, it was definitely longer than... Um, than uh, Dirty Diversity was, so this book is a little bit of a longer read, and, and I think it's it's definitely value packed. So I go into in this book, I go into you know some reasons why race is so hard of a topic to talk about. Um, I it, it's it's really cool that I can um, sort of. Lean on my experience facilitating conversations about race. As y'all may know, I've been facilitating conversations about race for almost a decade now. Um, next year will make 10 years that I've been facilitating these conversations. And so I'm so excited to share specifically because one question that I get that I got so much this summer, summer of 2020, uh, for what I call the racial revolution, a question that I got a lot was like, how to talk about race at work, how to have conversations about race, and how to equip leaders with the tools to have these conversations. So I was like, oh, I have to come out with this book. You know, because my first book, Dirty Diversity, came out like I couldn't have planned it like that. You know, I wrote it and in um, April, and it came out in June. And I didn't know, no, none of us knew that this racial revolution would happen this past summer, summer of 2020. So it came out at such a like it, it couldn't have come out at a better time. I felt like it was really needed, and I felt like people really devoured it and wanted that sort of content. But uh, dirty diversity was great, and it's a great starting point for creating um, diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace really cool um, sort of side note is I was just grading my students papers um, in my diversity equity and inclusion course and I saw that one of my students actually quoted uh, my book or used my book as a source for her paper and I just love that it really warmed my heart and put a smile on my face so um, but it was a really it's a really like practical sort of if your company has no dei program dirty diversity will be really helpful and help like guiding you on how to start these sorts of programs. Um, But the pink elephant is really focused specifically on race. So one of the things I explore is why race is so hard to talk about. And then I go into a very brief history of some really, really impactful policies and laws that contributed to Oppression of different racial groups within the country. So it came out with that. Um, or, uh, sorry, the second um, chapter is really focused on systemic racism um, and these former sort of like these former policies and laws that really contributed to that. And then I get into a really um a really deep discussion on white supremacy and if any of you listening were able to attend i um i led a 10 week course that actually just ended uh earlier this month in november i led a 10 week course on white supremacy in the us and it was a uh it was a really um interesting class. And I I feel like my students in the class got a lot out of it. And what I love about teaching is that I feel like it's a two-way sort of learning thing. Um, And so it's not just like me teaching. It's not like the um, sort of deposit version of education where I'm like feeding people information, but it's like a two-way process where I learn from my students and uh, my students learn a lot from me. And it's like a two-way sort of transaction um but i really enjoyed facilitating those conversations and i was um it it gave me hope to see so many white people looking to unlearn and f- figure out how to dismantle uh, racism in the us and what was interesting and really cool was that um there were some of my some of my students were not actually even from the US. that I had um, a few students who were actually from Canada. So I thought that that was really dope. But so in the book, I get into how to dismantle and disrupt white supremacy, not just as a white person, but just anyone. Because all of us have done and said things that in various ways contribute to white supremacy and white supremacist systems. So I get into that. And then I get into a, a, a really... Um, really interesting exploration on how to understand and unpack our privilege and so what the pink elephant what's really dope about the pink elephant y'all is i'm giving y'all like i i really shared with y'all a lot of activities that i've used um when i come in, when i go into companies and i i conduct anti-racism education for employees and for um, for, pe- you know, people who work within different companies. And so I share different activities that I've used. Um, so if any of you are anti-racism educators or are just looking to, you know, figure out how to really facilitate these conversations, I lay out some some cool activities in the book. Um, I also, one of my favorite chapters to write was on um, detractors and deflections that are common when having conversations about race and that can derail the conversation. So, you know, in an ideal world, we'd be having a conversation with a colleague or coworker and you start talking about race and the person is receptive to whatever it is you're saying. But in actuality, Um, What often ends up happening is that people say things that demean the conversation, that denigrate a person's feelings, and that derail the conversation. So I share some of those in the book, some very common uh, deflections um, when having racial dialogue. And I also, you know, I also uh, talk specifically about how to support black employees. So that's actually one of the questions I've been getting a lot since June is like, how do we support specifically the black community, not people of color, not black indigenous people of color, but specifically. So I have a whole chapter dedicated to how to support your black employees. I get into a lot of really interesting discussions. We talk about black fishing. We talk about a lot of things. So, um, so that is going to be a chapter that I think will really provide a lot of value for just everyone within their organi their respective organizations. And then I talk about how to break the systemic, uh, the habit of, excuse me, systemic racism. So racism is like, is habitual, you know, we have grown up, those of us who have grown up in the U S, um, our country is founded on genocide and racism, as we all know, um, and as some people would like us to forget, but our country was founded on genocide and, and racism and white supremacy. Um, our police system, uh, you know, started out here in the U.S. The po- uh, police started out as slave catchers or slave patrols, so there were white volunteers, white men who volunteered to catch runaway slaves um in you know in the in the past and that is actually how our uh, police system policing system started uh really interesting in the 1800s um so you know our country everything every system within our country is founded on white supremacy so racism has become a habit for us we were born and birthed into a racist country and it's you know it's really really just like It's mind-blowing to think about, like, and and in teaching this course, this was my first time teaching a public course. You know, um, I teach college uh, undergrads and graduate courses, but I've never taught a public course. And it was really um, sort of an eye-opening experience for myself because I think the best way you learn about something is by teaching it. And I knew, um, you know, I I study racism and systemic racism, but I, I learned a lot in just, uh, curating this course. So, you know, how do you break the habit of systemic racism? How do you break from white racial solidarity? And this was a question I asked my students every class, every one of the 10 classes. I said, you know, I think one of the most important questions that you have to think about in this course is how will I, what will I do today to break white racial solidarity? Because as I spoke about in last week's episode, um, you know, <laughs> What what really just blows my mind, kind of, in a way, is that so many white people still voted for Donald Trump, a man who has clearly aligned himself with white supremacy. So how do you break the habit of systemic racism? How do you break from white racial solidarity is a really important question to ask because I saw on somebody's Instagram um it actually might have been um uh erica hart who i follow her on uh instagram she's you know i i love um to follow her account she's really fascinating um you know and i learn a lot from her account but i think someone in her comment section wrote what incentives wrote something along the lines of what incentive do white people have to dismantle racism when they actively benefit from it and i was like what that is such a such a thought provoking question and i don't you know i i do know i don't know um i i actually wrote an article about this i'll leave it in the show notes about ways that white supremacy actually um is problematic to white people and it's not beneficial to white people so i'll leave it in the show notes But, you know, how do you break from white racial solidarity? So I talk about that a little bit in um, the book, and I also talk about um, and I expound on some of these reasons why white supremacy is not beneficial to white people. And then I actually also share um, some questions, some common or frequently asked questions that I get um, that I get when I am facilitating workshops and training sessions for companies, um, there is, you know, at the very end of the workshop, I usually open it up for questions, comments. And I. there are questions that are commonly, commonly asked. So I actually shared some of those more frequent questions with you all at the very end of the book. But, you know, again, I really poured my heart out with this book. This book was longer. Um, Dirty Diversity was about, mm, maybe, I want to say uh between 11 and 13,000 words. So it was um it was a very practical read. It was an airplane read the goal when I wrote it was actually to make it an airplane read and then covid hit and none of us are on airplanes anymore, but it's a it's a great short um read but you can pull a lot of things out of it. And The Pink Elephant is definitely longer. It's about uh, it was about twenty twenty one thousand words, so it's it's definitely longer. It's full of chock full of a lot of information, um, and I I'm confident that the information in the book will be just. I'm confident that you all will find a lot of value in it. And um, one thing that I also just really just warmed my heart was that um, my editor. Um, The lovely individual who edited my book, when she first, when she did her first round of edits, her, her, the feedback she gave me was like, this is going to be such an amazing book. And I think it's so relevant and so necessary, especially for now, um, you know, for this period that we're in right now. So that really made me excited to get that kind of feedback from her. So, you know, um, I will leave and I've left a link to pre-order the book in the show notes, um, I'm so excited about the book. Um, it drops on Black Friday. Y'all know I um, or you may not know, I like symbolic dates and I like doing things on on a date that's significant. And initially, my goal was actually to um to drop the book on October 6th, which is the birthday of Fannie Lou Hamer Hamer, excuse me. She was um really inspirational a uh, voting rights activist and and um she's just a really inspirational black woman to me and I felt like it would be really cool and significant to drop the book on her birthday but I wasn't able to write it that quickly so I pushed it actually and I was thinking about significant dates in November and December and I was like Black Friday I'm all about black empowerment and just supporting um, you know, and just like I really big up the black community. So, I thought it would be really cool to drop it on Black Friday. So, it's going to be available Black Friday, November 27th, which is a, about a week and a half or so away, and I'm so 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 excited. Um, I've um shared more about it on my Instagram, um uh, more so and on my LinkedIn. So, if you all want to stay connected, be sure to um to just connect with me on there. Um, but, but yeah, I just wanted to share information about The Pink Elephant. I'm so excited. I love to write. Writing is my first, my very first love. So I really, again, poured my heart and soul out into this book. I, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like a piece of art, you know, and you want to make sure that everybody likes it, but people interpret art in different ways. And I really, again, you know, I um, put, put a lot of effort into this book and I'm really excited for it to just to drop in. Um, So I'm so excited to hear what you all think about it. But um, that I think is where I'm going to leave today's episode. Um, I hope that you all enjoy this episode and it gives you kind of like a sneak peek into the pink elephant. And I can't wait till the book drops. I would love to hear what y'all, uh, what y'all think about it, excuse me, when it drops. Um, but without further ado, I will wrap up today's episode. I hope you all have an amazing week. We're almost at Thanksgiving. I know many of you who are in the U.S. are may not be able to spend Thanksgiving with your families, but I think that um, regardless of what you do for the holiday, um, we just you have to take a moment to just be grateful and thankful for, you know, whatever it is that brings us joy. And one question that I would leave you with, um, before wrapping up today's episode is what brought you joy today or what will bring you joy this week? So just thinking about that for me, I would say it's the fact that I, um, I have the ability to write. Writing makes me so happy and writing just it's just such a cathartic sort of activity, and I'm—I feel blessed to have fingers and eyes and a—you a, know—a mind that is able to to put words together. Um, I really enjoy it, so um, that brings me joy. Having this podcast and being able to talk with you all brings me joy. So I would ask you, what brings you joy? What brought you joy today? Um, and I just want you to ponder that question for today. Um, I hope you all have an amazing week. And I look forward to checking in with y'all again next week. Um, But this concludes the Dirty Diversity episode. I will check y'all out in the next episode.